stuck on that picture thing for a little bit longer and stretched it out. <laughs> well, amen. I tell you what, Fellowship Track is, uh, they've been around for years. Uh, I used to use them all the time out on the ship out there. You'd call them up, and they'd ship you tracks. Uh, you'd tell them how many you want, and they'd ship them out. And uh, somebody had to pay for it, uh, for him to get it. And uh, it wasn't just chick tracks I used out on the ships. I used just about anything I get my hands on. And uh, they got some good quality tracks. I mean, uh, the, all this I did for these is one of my favorite ones with the cross on the front. Uh, I'm telling you, it's just good. It's good stuff. Take your Bibles tonight. Go to Acts. Won't be long. Acts chapter 16, verse 16. Paul's sitting here, and uh, just give me a second before everybody stands up. Give me just a second. Calm down. Uh, Paul's sitting here, and he, he comes in in verse 1. He uh, says, the preparations of the heart. Wait a minute, in Proverbs, man. That's a good verse, too. We can go over there and preach out, I guess. Uh, maybe that's where the Lord wants me to be tonight. Acts 16, Acts 16. Paul, Paul it says, that uh, then came uh, he to Derby, verse 1, uh, and Lystra, and behold, a certain disciple there uh, uh, named Timotheus, the son of a certain woman, uh, which was a Jewish, and believed, and but was a, but his father was a Greek, uh, which was well reported of by the, the brethren. So Paul Paul comes into uh, Lystra. There he comes into uh, he came to Derby and Lystra, and, he, and he, as he comes in, he's he's minding his own business. The title of this message is How did we ever get here? Uh, I was talking to a couple guys today, and they were going they were going off on just about everything you could possibly go off on. Uh, worried about what's going on over in the Ukraine. Worried about Russia. Worried about this. Worried about that. And I kept saying, hey, guys, this, you're, and these are a couple guys who, I mean, they, they have a right to worry. Uh, but we got off onto everything you could possibly get off on and finally got right back down to it. I said, but the whole thing is Jesus. You can do whatever you want to do in this world, and it really doesn't matter. Uh, it does matter. I mean, you don't want to obviously do some perverted thing or some crazy thing but, uh, or some drunken thing or wicked thing. But you, you can do just about anything you want, and, and the Lord isn't going to say anything to you. But if in this life, and that's what I told these two gentlemen, I said, in this life, if you do not find Jesus Christ in this life, you've wasted your whole life. And I don't care how much money you made. I don't care how many good deeds you did. You can be the best good deed doer in the world, and it won't matter because in that time frame, if you did not find Jesus Christ, that's the most important thing. And I got it back on that, and I stayed there for about half an hour, and I wouldn't let off of it. I said, it's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. Down in verse 16 now. You can stand now if you want to stand. There you go. I mean, you all look like you really had to there. And it came to pass... As we went to prayer, a certain damsel possessed with the spirit of div uh, divination met us, which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. The same followed Paul and us and cried, saying, These men are servants of the Most High, uh, which show unto us the way of salvation. And, and this did she many days. But Paul, being grieved, turned and said uh, to the spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came uh, out the same hour. And when... He, uh, and when her master saw that the hope of their gain was gone, they didn't care one thing about Jesus Christ. Uh, they, they caught Paul and Silas and drew them into the marketplace under the rulers and brought them to the magistrate, saying, These men, being Jews, do exceedingly trouble our city and teach customs which are not lawful for us to receive, neither to observe, being Romans. And the multitude rose up together against them, and the magistrate rent off their clothes and commanded to beat them. And when they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast him into the prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely, who, having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison and made their feet, uh, and made their feet fast in the stocks. Father, thank you for your blessings tonight. Lord, I just pray that you'd bless the message, Lord. And uh, Father, the, the Word of God is just as true today as it was back then, just as faithful today as it was back then, just as pertinent today as it was back then. Lord, what a blessing. We have a book that uh, we know what the future holds. And Lord, uh, we also know sometimes things just don't work out the way we might think they would, uh, the way we would, but Lord, it definitely works out the way you wanted it to. Father, bless the evening now, and we'll praise you on you in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. You may be seated. Paul's sitting here in Silas. They come into the town, minding their own business. I don't know if you've ever tried to just mind your own business and you can't do it. Sometimes people stick their nose into other business. I like over in First Thessalonians, I think it's, uh, well, it's, 
It's all over the place. Second Thessalonians, busybodies, busybodies. People put their nose in stuff that they shouldn't put it in, and they get into other men's business, and they just nosy, 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 nosy. Got to know everything about everything and, and, and need to know, uh, and then they call you up. Fishing, fishing for information. Uh, that's all they do. They fish, 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 fish. And if they can get the information, then all of a sudden their nose gets a little, they're like Pinocchio, man. The nose starts growing out like this. And you can tell when they don't have no information, it stamps back to their face. So they're always looking for the, some place to stick their nose. Uh, I'm telling you what, sometimes it's, it's almost, it's a blessing just to be quiet and not say anything and back out of everything and get down to where you don't have, then the bullets and the shells go over. I was over in Israel one time and we went up on the border to Lebanon and Israel and everybody said, oh, that's, oh, that's right where they're all flying. So I got up here and I started talking to the guys and, and nobody seemed to be worried about anything. I mean, I'm up there cruising around, having a good old time, and I'm up there, and, and here's these guys, they're all just walking around. I mean, the border is like a couple miles away. I'm like, aren't y'all afraid of the missiles and all this? They go, no, they go over, way over us. And they hit over there, way, way down the road, hundreds of miles away. They, they, don't, they don't hit nowhere around us. They, I mean, they didn't even care. You know, some of us, we're thousands and thousands of miles away from trouble in this world, and, we, and then we're worried about a tornado hitting North Carolina. We worry about, we worry about uh, California burning up. I think hell on earth is California. I really do, man. That's a wicked place. They're getting ready to do some stuff out there. See, most people don't, you don't pay no attention to this stuff probably, but they're getting ready to pass laws out there that you can kill a baby after it's born. They, they're talking one to three or four weeks after it's born, you can kill it. And, and we sit there and we, we worry about, oh, it's a fire out there and we want to go past God to pro bless and put the fire. He ain't going to do it, man. He's going to blow go. And it's going to get worse. Paul walks into Lystra, minding his own business, him and Silas. They just want to go to prayer. You always hear us talking about prayer. Go to prayer. You need to pray. You know what the devil doesn't want you to do? Is pray. The devil does not want you to get close to Jesus Christ. He really could care less what you do. I talked to a couple of gentlemen today. One guy's got a very, very uh, lucrative car, car uh, lot going on right now, making lots and lots and lots and lots of money, selling lots and lots and lots of cars. And he said, Mike, tell me what's going on. I said, well, I'm glad you asked. I was ready for him to hit me and beat me up and all kinds of stuff, but they didn't do it. One of these days, man, they're going to do that to me, and I'm going to be, I, you know, when you, that happens, the question is, is are you ready for that to happen or do you even think that could ever happen to you? Paul and them, Paul's used to that anyways, but he's walking into the city here, and him and they get there, and he says, then the same followed, uh, in verse 1 it says, a certain damsel possessed with a spirit of divination met us. You know, the Bible says, try the spirits, whether they be of God. You gotta, sometimes you gotta try something. Something may look really, really good on the outside. You would think this looks good. She was, she was saying, these men are servants of the Most High. What is wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with that. It's like somebody coming up and saying, you're a man of God <laughs> or a woman of God. There's a Proverb 31 woman right there. Well, who wouldn't want that said? I mean, if, if it's honest, if, you, if you're honest with yourself and you're really of the Lord, that's going to really probably uh, cause you to step back and humble yourself because you'll know that I'm really not a Proverbs 31 woman. Although somebody may perceive you, but could you imagine somebody walking around all day long Oh, this man right here, this person right here, oh, they have the word of God. They can do this, they can say that, blah, 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 blah. And they just, this girl just kept going on and on. It says right here, these men are the servants of the most high God, which show us the way of salvation. She was even saying, they're going to tell you how to get to God. And she's full of the devil. You know what the devil will do? He'll tell you how to, how to get to God some other way. He'll tell you, he'll tell you truth all, all day long, but give you about that much Lie in that whole thing, and a little leaven, leaven the whole lump, it'll mess the whole thing up. The devil knows exactly what triggers men and women and gives them what they want. I don't want what I want. I never do. Every time I, I'm, I'm telling you what, I like it. verse over in Proverbs, don't, it says, Lord, don't give me too much, don't give me too little. I paraphrase it, but don't give me a whole lot. And don't, I don't want a whole lot. You know why? Because the whole lot will mess you up. You say, oh, no, it won't, won't mess me up. Yeah, it's already done it, because you don't think it will. I think it will. These men are servant of the Most High God. Verse 18, it says, And this did she many days. Man, she just wouldn't let up, just over and over and over. I like being back somewhere, and 
Let somebody else have the limelight. Let them have the glory. Let them have the... Uh, I was sitting there all day trying to figure out, what am I going to preach tonight? 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 Easter's coming up. It ain't Easter. It's the Passover. How many of y'all actually know Easter is a pagan holiday? What in the world would a bunny and an egg have to do with the Lord Jesus Christ dying on a cross? You ever thought about that? Your King James Bible, you say, well, I, got, I was going to use, do that tonight, but I, I changed my mind. Your King James Bible talks about Easter. In it. The only Bible in the, in the world that has the word Easter in it is the King James Bible. You think Easter really happened? Yeah, I did after the Passover, after the Days of Unleavened Bread, when Herod was going to bring Peter out and kill him. That means the Passover already happened. That means Jesus Christ already died. He died at the Passover. Seven days later, after that was Easter. The two aren't the same. But you know, most Christians don't know that. You go to talk to people and they'll say, oh, this week is Easter. I'm like, for the bunny or the eggs or for who? And they look at you like, what? You know, stuff like that could get you stoned and beat up and banged up on in the world that we're in today. Because the, the manufacturers of bunnies and the manufacturers of Easter baskets want you to be deceived so you'll buy them and give them out because you think it's... But the problem is, is you're setting an example that is wrong. You say, oh, man, Mike, you're messing up the holiday. It's coming up. All the little girls are going to get dressed. Buy your little girl a dress. But why would you buy it just on Easter? Why don't you buy them one or your son's little suits? Why don't you buy them one January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August? Why, why would you wait to one day to do it? Beth, I buy her all kinds of stuff all the time. Uh, and I say, this is your birthday, Christmas, everything, man. I mean, why? I mean, what do you want me to get you for Christmas? I've been giving you stuff all year round. I said, you selfish person, you. But brethren, Paul was sitting here being grieved. This lady was coming up talking and just talking and talking and talking and talking and talking and telling the truth. Everything she said was, and Paul got ticked. And Paul didn't really know what he was doing. You know, sometimes I'm going to tell you, if you go out and say something about Jesus Christ, you're liable to get in trouble. But Paul being grieved. Why would you be grieved? Well, because Paul was spiritual enough to see through the, the, what she was doing. And he knew that that girl was full of the devil and she was possessed. And Paul, being grieved, turned and said to the spirit, would you have enough guts? Now, I'm not telling you to do this, man. This is, this, this is, this is out there somewhere. Uh, I don't even know if it's good for our day. Uh, if you don't, almost have to be the apostle Paul to do this and get away with it. Uh, Paul, uh, one of them said, Jesus, I know, Paul, I know, but I don't know you. And they jumped all over a couple of people and beat them all up. Uh, I don't know if I'd want to mess with spirits. I think I want to stay away from them as much. And I like the Holy Spirit. I want the Holy Spirit in me, God, and directed my steps. I want to be able to hide under the shadow of the wing of the Lord Jesus Christ, under the wing of the Lord all the time, like Psalm says. I don't want to be out there by myself fighting with the devil. Because I know I'm going to lose. If I read uh, Job chapter 41 correctly, uh, I would die at the, the sight of him. So I don't even want to see him. Unless the Lord wants me to come home and he wants to kill me. But Paul said, being grieved, turned and said to the Spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus. You know, now there's some Christians out there. There's some, some holy brethren out there who would think that they could pull this verse out and they, they can cast out devils. Well, it hasn't ever worked because they're, they're still full of one themselves and it's never come out of them. <laughs> if they could, they would cast it. Dr. Roman always said he goes around and he gets in a mirror and casts the devil out of him all the time. Uh, I don't think he was ever successful, he said. Uh, <laughs> he didn't know if the devil was actually there or not, but he said it sure felt like it. He said, in the name of Jesus Christ, to come out of her. And he came out of her, came out the same hour. And when her master saw that the hope of their gain was gone, this is the world. Brother, when you start preaching Christ, what you're going to do is you're going to take the hope of the world away. If you preach the right thing, uh, Easter, which is, again, a pagan holiday, and I'm, I'm going to get into some of that stuff before a couple weeks go on. But that thing right there, there's people out there making money. They're making lots of money. And they're making money on us being emotional enough to believe that that has something to do with Jesus Christ and it has a zero to do with him. Christmas is the same way. Man, I tell you what, oh, y'all wish y'all never came tonight, man. Uh, Christmas is the same way. They, them guys asked me today, well, what do you think about Christmas? I'm like, it is not even Easter yet and you're worried about Christmas. That's like Black Friday. I said, why would we have Black Friday right after Thanksgiving? 
Why can't Black Friday be like before Easter or Christmas? So it's, it's, it's really black because everybody's depressed because they wonder, did I get the right present for so-and-so? I never hear anybody say, did I get the right thing for Jesus? <laughs> Jesus, what he wanted this year? Man, could you imagine if the whole world, eight, 8 billion people got Jesus a present? Where in the world would you put them? There ain't going to be no tree for him. Ah, I better get it back on the message here. I'm going I'm to get in trouble. I'd like to talk just a few minutes about the damsel. This girl came up, just a normal everyday girl, raised, born, born of a woman, just like and a man, just like all the other kids were. And somewhere along the line, she got possessed. Her mom didn't do what she did. Her dad didn't do what he was supposed to do. The girl got in the wrong place, wrong time, and got uh, possessed by a devil. The moment you got a devil in, there's nobody's going to get that thing out of, of, of them except the Lord Jesus Christ in this day, this day and age, uh, or one of his servants, Paul being one of them. She said she was possessed with a spirit of divination. That means that some people can actually tell the future. You know why they can tell the future? Because the Lord already knows the end from the beginning. As far as the Lord is concerned, it has already happened. And he's watching it play out. Everybody's got a free will. I'm all for free wills. I think everybody has a free will. I have a real hard time in my mind grasping the thought of all the different options that I have, possibilities from the time I'm born to the time I die, that the Lord knows every one of those possibilities and he knows what decision I'm going to make. Did he not say that, that Abraham is going, we know how Abraham's going to raise his kids? That, to him, it's already a done deal. But to us, we're still living through it. And the Lord's given us every single thing. Paul, when he looked at this lady, he realized exactly what she was. Every, like I said, everything she said was correct. But she's still full of the devil. I am so tired of listening to people come up and they say, well, so-and-so said, but, they're, but then you look at the life that they live and where they go and the people they run with, and they, that has nothing to do with Jesus Christ. The Bible says, come out from among them, be ye separate, say the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing. If we grow the right way we're supposed to grow, those things are going to go away. I wouldn't want to hang around them. Yet you look at the world, you know where our heroes are? They're on TV. There's not a single person on TV that you'd ever want to be a hero. Not one. Not one. You say, well, but they put you on TV. I don't, want, you don't want, I don't want to be your hero. You know who your hero needs to be is Jesus Christ. You ever seen Jesus Christ on TV? He's a long-haired Irishman with baby blue eyes. And he just looks real tight in here. And everybody just looks at him. Like, ah. Catholics love him. If you were Catholics tonight, you would love him. The same followed Paul. Everything she said was true. Everything she said was correct. Her spirit was wrong. But then what we have tonight, you say, how did we ever get here? We got a Bible, and when we, every, I told them gentlemen today, I said, there's almost 8 billion people on the face of the planet. Have you ever tried to make 8 billion people happy? I said, I can't make my wife and daughter happy, and we done got rid of all the rest of them out of the house. I said, there's only three of us, and I can't make them happy, and Beth thinks she can't ever make me happy. And Sarah knows that we aren't happy with her. Esther does. And I'm sitting there going, Lord, how in the world could you do that with 8 billion people? I went, and, and I, I, this, is, this is for oh, Biden. Thank God Biden isn't all there. He can't see what's happening. Man, could you imagine to watch a country just disintegrate in front of you? I mean, just fall apart. I, I went through Dallas. I mentioned this before. And, I mean, there's 6, 7, 8 million people in Dallas. I mean, I could have, that's just a round number. I don't know how many, but it's a big city. And I'm thinking about the mayor of Dallas. I, I think about the mayor of New York. Everybody makes fun of the mayor of New York. Have you ever tried to make 12 million people happy? I remember a, a guy came over to Cornerstone one day, and he got mad at Brother Siler. And Brother Siler had about 700, 800 people in the church at the time. And he said, well, you ought to be doing this, and you ought to be doing this, and you ought to be doing this. And, you know, most of the stuff that he said probably was true. However, Brother Siler, in his infinite wisdom, looked at him and said, wait till you get a church this size. Let's see what you do. <laughs> I started laughing. I said, you know, a lot of people never get to the level of responsibility of somebody else, and then they want to criticize them when they're in that responsibility. But when you had a mission board sitting over there and, and you have all these missionaries, that's why it's dangerous to get too big too fast. 
you have a mission board sitting there with all these missionaries on that board, and you have to support them. Uh, they, they had a mission thing of almost $450,000 a year. That included the bus routes and everything had over there. And all this other stuff, and then supporting the church and keeping it going, and the maintenance of that building and all the other stuff, and then the new building, the school that came on, all the teachers, all this other stuff. And for somebody to walk up to him and say what they said, I think they were full of the devil. The best thing you do in a place like that is just keep your mouth shut and walk away and pray for him. But they didn't do that. This girl right here is just saying stuff. Sometimes people say stuff. Then you have the evil spirit. But I'm telling you, I like over at 1 John 4, it says, Beloved, believe not every spirit. Just because somebody says something and it sounds like Bible, don't believe it. Match it with the book. I like preachers when they said, you got a Bible in your hand? You ought to compare everything I say to that book. There's a lot of things that can come out of a person's mouth in an hour. Uh, I, read some, I read messages from uh, Charles Haddon Spurgeon, and some of those messages are, are like pages and pages and pages long. And that was one message on a Sunday morning. All the stuff that that man said, all of, it, the opportunity of saying something wrong in that entire message is unbelievable. But yet you still speak, and if the Lord isn't anything, this evil spirit, he said, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits. How are you going to try them? How are you going to know exactly what's right? You got a book sitting in your hand. You have no other way. Paul's sitting here, title of the message, how did we ever get here? John is sitting here, beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits. Our job is to try them. Uh, you should try what I say. If you don't think what I said is true, you ought to prove it. You got a Bible, prove it. I tell everybody all the time, I'm not arrogant. I'm not, I'm not mean. I am right and you are wrong. You say, that's arrogant. No, I am right, you're wrong. If you can come and prove me wrong out of that book, I'll change my ways like that. I won't hesitate. But until you can, I have to stand on the word of God, and I don't have anything else to stand on. And I'm not going to let you knock or anybody else knock the word of God out from under me, but I will let you use that to correct me. You know what's wrong with a lot of people? They're beyond correction. There's nothing that can correct them. They've done messed up everything they could possibly mess up, and they don't see that they messed it up. They have no reference point that they can look at to say, uh, I, think, I think the tribulation, I think Daniel's 70 of the week is, is seven years minus 220 days, which is Paul. That's what I think. You say, why? Because I referenced that thing to the abomination of desolation. It isn't just an arbitrary seven years out here somewhere. There is a day when the devil's going to go over there and he's going to set up the abomination of desolation in the temple. He's going to set that up. The moment that thing is set up, you got three and a half years this way. Daniel also says 2,300 days. You go back that way, 2,300 days, and you'll get six, six years uh, and uh, the seventh year minus two. You get six years, 1,040 days. And you say, what is that? That is the Daniel's 70th week. You say, why do you believe that? Because that's what the book says. I hear a bunch of people say this, 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 and this, but they never, I don't see it in the book. I can see a lot of things where people say, well, if, and if, and if. I don't care about the ifs. I care about these things are sitting here right in front of me, and these things could correct you. Are you saying that it isn't three? No, I'm not saying it's not three and a half years. I'm saying by everything I see, it looks like it's six years, 140 days, 1,040 days. That's just where I'm going. And I don't care what anybody else says. You know why? Because this is what I can see. I'm willing to change. What this, beloved, try every spirit, and, and, but try the spirits, whether they be of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Now, don't go out and say, Elliot just called everybody who believes in three and a half years false prophets. I didn't say that. I said, I just don't understand where they're coming from. That's like the flat earth. I don't understand that at all. There are people in this planet, I hope there's nobody in here, because otherwise you probably won't be in the church anymore after tonight and you get mad at me. But if you think you, if you can prove to me the earth is flat, I will believe you. I just, with all the stuff I know, I don't see how it could be flat. Columbus thought it was flat and he didn't fall off. He figured that out in 1492 or 1496 or 1492. And we're sitting here in 2000, supposed to be the smartest people in the universe, uh, in, in history, the, the pinnacle of, of knowledge, and we still have some people that think the earth is flat. We have people that say, I don't believe we went to the moon. Well, you know, I can't really prove that we went to the moon or we didn't. I just know that if we wanted to go, we could go. 
I think science is far enough along that they could figure out how to get a spaceship out there and back safely and keep people doing it. You say, what is all that? You've got to try the spirits. Just because somebody says something, the earth is flat. There's a lot of people that follow people that believe the earth is flat. I heard today that people go out and get into militias. That's against your Bible, man. You don't get none of militia. You say, well, I want to protect America. So what happens if your government starts shutting you down? You're going to go against your government? The Bible, Jesus Christ never did. Christ paid his taxes. Peter goes, hey, Peter, Peter. They go, Peter, to you and your master, how come y'all don't pay taxes? Peter says, oh, that's a good point, man. Let me go ask. Lord, why don't we pay taxes? Go catch a fish. First one you pull up. Open his mouth. Get some money out. Go pay our taxes. Shut up. Leave me alone. And that's exactly what he did. There's people that fight paying their taxes. Hey, I'm all for loopholes. If you can find loopholes and get out of paying taxes, fine, do it. File your income tax to the IRS, and when they say you don't owe them no money, you're done. I think if you can find a hole, find it. But not be a rebel. You know what that is? That's an evil spirit. And that evil spirit is going to drive you and drive you and drive you and drive you to the point where you think you're doing right. Then you got Paul and Silas. These poor guys, all they were going to do is go pray. Like, just leave me alone. I'm going to go find me a corner somewhere, a closet. I need a closet to pray in. Just leave me alone. I'm sure Silas would have his closet and Paul would have his closet. I don't think the two would have closets. I heard something funny today I thought was funny. All the guys who are thinking they're girls, the new Supreme Court justice doesn't know what a woman is. And she's one, I think. How could you not know what a woman is? As a matter of fact, how could you not know what a guy is? But this other guy called in, and I was driving to Cincinnati, picked something up, and I had to come back, and I was killing some time. And I'm sitting there, and the guy calls in with this question. He goes, he goes what are we going to do when this thing gets down the road and all these transgenders start playing female sports and beats the snot out of them? Can you imagine? Now, see, today, if we get out there and a guy goes out and finds a girl on the side of the road and beats her up, we think that's terrible. But a transgender who thinks he's, he's a guy and he thinks he's a girl now goes to play sports and beats them up. I, is that okay? Your country is crazy, man. You know what it is? It's full of the devil everywhere you look. They, they were going to pray. They weren't out to fight the government. They weren't out to fight the magistrate. They weren't fighting anybody. They were bothering him. Here comes the girl with the divination. These are the men of God. These are the men of God. These, I mean, they're probably trying to sleep at night. These are the men of God. These are the men of God all night long. These are the men of God. These are the men of God. These. And finally, Paul just said, I'm done with it, man. I don't know about you, but the same noise, you hear everybody with tinnitus now. I'm, I'm, I thank the Lord for being in the Navy. I slept by a big old chain locker and a ballast pump, and I lost all my hearing. <laughs> I couldn't get tinnitus if you, gave, if you had two jars of it that you could, I could take pills. I could not get tinnitus. But if you got exceptional hearing above like 12, 13K, 14K or above up to 20K, then you're, you're very susceptible to tinnitus. My hearing is down probably, probably down way, way low, uh, 5, 6K, maybe up to 12, 13K, something like that. It just doesn't bother me. My wife, her ears hurt. Everything hurts. Could you imagine somebody just constantly, constantly, dad, 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 continual dripping on a rainy day. I never understood. It's only, yeah, those are women verses, too. This is about a woman. How about that? Uh, they were going to pray. They were just minding their own business. They were not trying to cause trouble. You know, so many times Christians try to cause trouble. Uh, you don't have to really cause any trouble at all. If you, I like street preaching. We would go out street preaching, and, and we try to stay away from all the... You, you're a homosexual, you're going to hell. That's, that's not preaching anything that's going to help anybody. You know what you preach? The Word of God. I like the Ten Commandments. And you can sit there and read the Ten Commandments. Boy, you tear their hearts up with the, just the Ten Commandments. The Bible says, I like John 3.16. John 3.16 won't get you saved, but John 3.16 is a good verse. You know what it'll tell you? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Has God given his only son for you? Do you understand that God's son... For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Did you believe, know you could have everlasting How can I know? First Corinthians, Christ died for our sins. Are you a sinner? If you're not a sinner, you can't get saved. People say, oh, I could just, no. If you're not a sinner, you can't get saved. You know what's wrong with our world today? We're trying to make everything smooth. That's the spirit of the devil. 
We're trying to make everything smooth so it's palatable so people can take it. Man, I was sitting there today talking to a couple of them two guys. And I was talking to them. I said, you're going to go to hell if you don't get saved. One of the guys in the garage today, he said, Mike, you can come in here and talk like that anytime you want. <laughs> I said, look, man, I don't want to offend you. Oh, you ain't offending us, man. How come two old biking looking guys can take that and, and a bunch of Christians? Oh, I just, I'm afraid to say, I'm afraid to tell. You know what it is? You're afraid to tell people what the truth is. But her master, that definition, Definition, not genuine or real. Here, uh, Psalm 17, I like this. Hear the right, O Lord, attend unto my cry. Give ear unto my prayer that goeth uh, out of my feigned lips, out of feigned lips. He says, Lord, help me. uh, Paul is just sitting there saying, look, please go away. I can see him saying, please just go away. You're starting to get on my nerves, and I'm going to say something here in a few minutes that you ain't going to like. Paul didn't go around and, and find every demon-possessed person and run the devil out of them. But if you're going to press the issue, that's exactly what he's going to do. Paul was grieved with hearing her talk about the Lord. Do you ever get upset when somebody who's wicked as the day is long talks about Jesus? Because usually it's never positive. They use his name in vain. They use God's name. Do you ever get upset about that? Well, I like it. I went into a garage over here one day and this, uh, this old gnarly-looking guy came in. Andrew was a little kid at the time. Young man, young man. Maybe he's 14, 15 years old, whatever. And the biker that was in there working on cars said, it was Tim, Tim Chalfin, by the way. Uh, I come in there, Andrew come in there, and this old guy's just in there cussing, 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 cussing. Tim got over in that guy's face. Tim's a pretty burly guy. He said, look, you shut your mouth, or I'm going to pick you up, and I'm going to throw you out there in front of them cars. Do you understand me that? That's a preacher boy right there. He's coming in here. It's his daddy there, but that's a preacher boy, and he don't need to hear that filth coming out of your mouth. You know, I don't think I've ever seen a Christian one ever do that. I liked it when uh, uh, Brother uh, said it Sunday morning. He said, we owe, we have a debt to this world. We owe them a debt. That brother, just, that man just did that for me. He just sat there, and had, he shut that guy down. You know that guy shut his mouth? And he promptly got up and left. And I'm thinking, man, that's we, why, why are we afraid? Paul just took it and took it. Tim took it and took it. Couldn't, I'm not saying Tim is Paul, by the way. <laughs> but they get mad at him. They say, these men, because they love God. Now, this is going to be you, brethren. If you love the Lord Jesus Christ, this is going to happen. They, they said, these men do exceedingly trouble our city. Do you exceedingly trouble? All they wanted to do was go pray. They didn't ask that lady to cause them trouble. And when they did, he just turned around and cast the devil out of her, which you think they would be happy, but they weren't. They weren't happy at the, the, uh, at the island of Gathering, where they came over, Jesus came over and cast the two legions out of those two men. He didn't, they didn't like that either. Uh, the pigs definitely didn't like it, but the men of the city didn't like it because you start messing with their money, and that's exactly what's going on here. You're messing with their money. And teacheth customs which is not lawful for us to receive. Sure it is. Neither to observe being Romans. They would rather be a Roman and die and go to hell than to trust Jesus Christ and go to heaven or even hear about it. I have more respect for the men on Mars Hill than I do these guys. However common, the magistrates. They, they, I heard the other day they fired a lady because she went in and asked a question of the mayor of New York about masks. And she said, you said, you said this, 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 which he said. And when it came to take the mask off, he didn't do it. They said one hour later, this lady was fired. Exactly, one hour later, she was toast, she was canned for going in and asking a question that she should not ask. There, our, our system is set up to be corrupt. And you know what you need to do sometimes? Just hide yourself down below it. Do everything you can to make everything right. Pay your bills, pay your taxes, do whatever you got to do. But in the process, don't stir up strife. Magistrate examined them. They didn't do anything worth being beaten for, but they were beaten. They were jailed. Then they were secured in stocks. Now, I don't know if you've ever been secured in stocks. A couple times I've been in places where I've seen them. Uh, That just doesn't look like a very comfortable position to be in. Sitting on the ground in a pigsty of a a jail, the inner jail in stocks, uh, the smell, everything else of, of people just dying in there sick and all kinds of stuff. Paul Harvey, I, and, and this is an old message I had, but I, it, it seems so pertinent for today. Paul Harvey would say now the rest of the story. What did Paul do? The title of this message is, how did we ever get here? Paul 
ends up in a jail, him and Silas. And they're down in the bottom of this jail cell, just sitting in that jail cell. And instead of belly aching like most people would, or, or complaining why I'm here, I'm innocent, I should. You know how many people ever told me they were guilty when I went to jails to preach? About that many. I mean, there's probably a couple maybe in the years that I've went, and I could maybe put them on my hand. But of all the people, nobody ever wants to take responsibility for their actions. Uh, I had that policeman pull me over that time, and long story short, he's just, when he pulled me over, he says, I followed you all the way here. He said, son, you're in the wrong place. He goes, I was told to come and lock everybody up, and you're here. He said, I watched you pull in the driveway. I pulled in right behind you. But the problem is, is you're on this property, and I was told to lock up everybody on the property. You're in the wrong place at the wrong time. You know what that guy did? He locked me up. He put me in a police car and took me to jail. I didn't even get to walk in the house. I didn't get to do nothing. You know, sometimes you're going to run around with the wrong people, and you're going to get in trouble. And it's not going to be anybody's fault but your own. It's not going to be people you run with you shouldn't be there to start with. I learned some valuable lessons growing up in that time frame before I went in the Navy. And then the Navy gave me an opportunity to change. Really, it was the Lord. And I took my opportunity and changed. You know, when you got saved, God gave you an opportunity to change. You have the Holy Spirit residing in you the day you get saved, and he gives you an opportunity to change. But boy, I tell you what, sometimes it's changed. And sometimes we see the hand of God, but we don't see the outcome. We don't understand why he's doing what he, You know why you got a Bible sitting in front of you? I'll be done in just about two minutes. You know why you got a Bible sitting in front of you? He's showing you story after story after story of the hand of God. Paul never knew one thing about the jailer when he was talking to that damsel. As he was getting beat and Silas was getting beat, neither one of them thought one thing about that jailer. You know what that jailer was probably doing? Thinking about God. Paul walking in there singing in midnight didn't just arouse that jailer. That jailer was probably already thinking about it. You know what the Lord said? i got to get somebody down to jail. Who will go with me? Who will go? Who will go? Here am I. Paul didn't say, here am I. Send me. How do I get there? Well, you got to get beat by the magistrate so I can get you locked up. Paul never agreed to that. You know what the Lord did? He set a scenario up. Knowing probably just what Paul would do, and Paul did exactly what he's supposed to do, and he gets beat up. It says at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed. Now he's praying again. <laughs> That's what he came into town to do. He just wanted to go find some quiet place. Well, he found a quiet place. Middle of the night, in a jail cell, and at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them. You know, there's a bunch of men in themselves. I don't know if there were ladies down there or not. I don't know how they exactly put everybody in jail and how if, if the ladies and men were in the same jail cells or just different cells or whatever. But they're starting to sing, praising God. And I don't know about you, sometimes singing is the best thing you'll ever find yourself doing. Man, you're talking about a soothing, something soothing to the soul? Is pick up a hymn book and just start singing hymns or humming them. Going down the road humming something. Uh, you know, when I, and I tell you, I go into stores sometimes. They'll play. I catch Beth doing this all the time. And they'll play this, not contemporary, they'll play this worldly music. And she's sitting there going. <laughs> she's laughing. She knows it's true. <laughs> it's not that bad, though. I exaggerate. All preachers do. But, but I even catch myself doing it. You know what's amazing? I can hear songs that I heard when I was growing up. I'm talking about Rolling Stones, Pink Floyd, uh, I just group after group. After, and I still know all the words. I can still hear them, and they're going through my head, man. I'm sitting there going, I mean, I, you give me a gift if I can figure out ever how to play one of them things, I can play those songs. And I'm sitting there going, Lord, you got to force that thing out of your head. You got to try, you got to push that thing out, uh, bringing every thought of, of, into captivity. You got to bring that thing in and shove it out there somewhere and get rid of it. Paul's sitting down there, and these guys are all down there, some of them probably on death row getting ready to get killed, everything else. And Paul's down there, and they start singing, praising God, and the prisoners heard them. You know what they need to hear? They need to hear about Jesus, man. They don't need to hear about all this other stuff. I'm against the government. I'm against this. I'm against that. No. You know what you need to do? Do everything you can to appease the government around you, appease everybody around you, and then just speak about Jesus Christ. I don't even like to. My, I, I talked to my mom. She said, but yeah. I said, didn't hear it. I heard there were some tornadoes. Mom, I'm telling you, the tornadoes down in, in North Carolina. I would not have known it if she hadn't said it. I don't, why, you said, well, you're just... My question is, is, why do you have to know everything? And what good is it doing you once you know it? 
I can do absolutely nothing at all to the Ukraine. But you know there's just as many people in Africa dying as there are in Ukraine. But the Ukraine's more sensational. Why don't they talk about the people dying in Africa? Why don't they talk about the drug wars down in South America constantly and the people dying down there constantly? Why don't they pray they don't do nothing about that? I'm not making light of what's going on in Ukraine. I'm just telling you that our, they, they're, they're the news media, is, if you listen to that stuff on a constant basis, you're getting a feed of everything that's negative, 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 negative. You know when I read my Bible, man, this is what I like. Paul and Silas, man, that's, my, that's kind of my hero right there. In, a, in, a, in face of adversity, they're singing and praising God still. I bet you that was Joseph down in the prison cell in Egypt. And the prisoners heard him, and suddenly there was a great earthquake. I, guess, I bet you the Lord was up there saying, hey, man, we got to go down and get involved in this thing. we got to become part of this. And suddenly there was a great earthquake. So the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately the doors were opened, and everyone's bands were loosed. And the keeper of the prison awaked out of his sleep, and seeing the prison doors opened, he drew out his sword and would have killed himself, supposing the prisoners had been fled. But Paul cried with a loud voice, saying, Do thyself no harm. You know, Paul, he cared about him. He said, we're still here, man. Everybody's here. Nobody's left. We're all preaching, man. We got, we got getting ready to sing the third stanza here and just singing. You want to join in? And he goes, he, and he, Paul cried with a loud voice, do thyself no harm, for we are all here. Then he cried for a light and sprang in and came trembling and fell down before Paul and Silas and brought them out and said, sirs, what must I do to be saved? That's, the, that's it right there. That's the key to life right there. Brother, what you know what we need to do is get in our mind that we're here to serve Jesus Christ. We're not here to be the greatest in the world. We're just here to serve on a daily basis. I gave a, a track out to a, I had to stop and get some gas the other day, and I stopped, and, and I, I got all over my van. I said, oh, man, they all had little tracks. I started digging under the seats, and I finally found one greatest story ever told. Still in good shape. It didn't have coffee stains all over it or anything, so I felt good about passing it out. And I went up to this guy. I mean, I, I, the Lord told me to give that guy a track. I said, Lord, all my tracks are gone. I said, wait a minute, I seen one under the seat the other day. I wonder if it's still there. And I went over there, and sure enough, it was there. And I ran over and gave the guy the track, and he looked at it, and he goes, huh, what is this? Tattoos all up and down his arms. I said, that's a gospel track. I said, tell you about Jesus Christ. He said, it's the greatest story ever told. I said, it's a great story, you ought to read it. He goes, huh. And he went around the car. I thought, I thought he was going to throw it in the trash can. And he took it and got in the car with it. You say, what is it? They say those little tracks get red 10 times before they hit the trash can. That track's going to get red hopefully once or twice. You know what that guy needs? He needs Jesus. He don't need somebody saying, hey, your tattoos, what do you got, this wicked stuff, all uh, these people with purple, green, orange hair and stuff all over their faces. All they don't need you to come up and say anything about that. In the jail cells, all them jail, he didn't say, you bunch of prisoners, y'all deserve. He didn't say, Paul didn't say none of that stuff. You know what he said? Jailer says, sirs, what must I do to be saved? Paul said, everybody in here can be saved tonight if you just trust Jesus Christ. You know, the, the, the man, the title of the message was, how did we get here? Could you imagine Paul sitting down there, how in the world did we get here? The Lord Jesus Christ wanted him there. Amen. You know why? Because there was a jailer and a family that needed to hear about Jesus Christ. Sometimes things happen in our lives, brethren, to get us to a place where the Lord wants us for somebody else to hear the word of God. And typically, you could not get there unless he opened the door and got you there. And his means of getting there, us there sometimes isn't necessarily the means that we would think. But what we have to do is maintain that kind of spirituality in our lives so that when we do get there, we still have a smile on our heart and our face and we still tell somebody how to find Jesus Christ. I did that on a ship out in the middle of the Indian Ocean. We was in the middle of the Indian Ocean off the island called Dale Garcia. I was mad at God, like I always was. Uh, I could not believe he had me on, the, on a ship out in the middle of the ocean. I'm away from my church in Norfolk, Virginia. They're all having fun. They're all doing You know exactly, I know exactly how a missionary feels. I know exactly how one feels, alone. I'm out there all by myself in the middle of the Indian Ocean, 500 men on this ship. I'm sitting there by myself. I should be in my church back in uh, Norfolk, Virginia. I should be being able to sing the hymns and listen to the preaching. And what, I'm missing this. I'm missing that. And it was like the Lord come down out of heaven, stepped on the back of that ship with me. 
He wasn't there. You couldn't see him. And in my mind, he said, hey, Mike, what if I want you on the back of a ship in the middle of the Indian Ocean? And I started thinking about this. He goes, you know what it took to get you here? And I'm like, yeah, man. It took two years of school, boot camp, uh, another six months of another school. I said, uh, a satellite station for two years, a top seat clearance with all kinds of little uh, add-ons to it so that I could get on this destroyer and be able to walk into any place on this ship, no matter what the clearance level you needed was. And he goes, you know, everybody just can't do that. And I said, yeah, you're right. He goes, well, what's if I want you on a ship? I guess I said, I guess I need to be on the back of a ship in the middle of the Indian Ocean, don't I? And I started smiling again. I got my skip back, and I started skipping through the ship, telling everybody about Jesus again. Brother, you know what happens? Sometimes God does stuff in our lives. This, this whole world, if you look at this world, it'll, it'll cave in on you. But you got to throw it out. Because this is where I'm at. I cannot do anything about what happens in Africa, Ukraine. I can't do anything about what happens in Russia. As a matter of fact, I can't do a whole lot what happens in California or in Washington, D.C. You know what I can do? I can go up and a couple guys say, hey, tell me about Jesus. I can do that. I can have a stack of tracks with me everywhere I go. And the Lord says, hey, pass one out. And you just do it. You know, my flesh did not want to do that. But you're the preacher. I know. But I just didn't want to do it. Why? Because he just looks like he's going to yell at me and beat me up and throw me in a prison cell. And you know what I did? I did it anyways. I just said, forget you, flesh. I'm going to go do it anyways. And if that track is still under there and that guy's still here, I, I took my time. <laughs> and he was still there when I found the track, so I had to go give it to him. Paul, Paul Harvey said this. And I'll be done. If I were the devil, I, I, this is really why I like this, because he mentioned Easter in here. <laughs> if I were the devil... If I were the prince of darkness, I would want to engulf the whole world in darkness. I'd have a third of, it, of its real estate and four-fifths of its population. But I would not be happy until I seized the ripest apple on the tree, thee. You know what he wants is you. So I would set out about however necessary to take over the United States. I would subvert, subvert this is Paul Harvey a long time ago. I would subvert, subvert the churches first, and I would begin with a campaign of whispers. That message was terrible. That guy stinks. He's no good. That's what I would do. I mean, I could preach better than that. I'm not even a preacher. Now, that's, and that was the wife talking. <laughs> I don't know what the husband would say. Beth, Beth, Beth is always like, that was a great message again, Mike. I'm like, Lord, thank you for lying, wife. I mean, she knows how to make me feel good. Anyways, back to this. <laughs> I would set out however to necessary. I would subvert the churches, and I would begin with campaigns of whispers. With the wisdom of a serpent, I would whisper to you as I have whispered to do as you please. Everybody can do what you want. You can do what you want. Just do what you want. That's the devil talking, by the way. You can't do what you want. He goes, uh, to the young, I would whisper that the Bible is a myth. You ever, you ever thought that this thing did absolutely nothing for you? You ever thought that? There's a lot of people think that. This is the key to everything. That's the devil talking. I'm just going to tell you what a serpent does. How did I ever get it? You ever wonder how you got where you're at? Now, Paul, Paul was wondering that in a jail cell, but I'm talking about today, 2022, do you know how you got where you're at? You got the devil always on your back. Do as you please. To the young, I would whisper, the Bible's a myth. I would convince the children that man was not created, uh, that man did not create, uh, God did not create man, but it's the other way around. Man created God. I'd confide, I'd confide that what's bad is good and what good is square, which is evil. If it's good, it's evil. If it's, if it's bad, it's okay. That's exactly transgenders. You cannot, they, they're, the lady, the, the Supreme Court justice are getting ready to put in. Your Supreme Court, one of nine, cannot tell you what a woman is. Now, brother, if, if once she gets into the thing, she's going to have one of nine votes, which if they put her in, they put her in. I mean, there's nothing you can do about it. I can do about it. But she's going to sit there. They're, they're changing everything so nobody knows what good and good, good and bad is. And the old I would teach to pray after me, our father, which art in Washington. Paul Harvey's a wise man. Then I'd get organized. I'd educate authors in how to make lucid, uh, lucid, uh, lurid, lurid, uh, literature 
exciting, so anything else would appear dull and uninteresting, like the Bible. The, the book has to get your mind. It has to, it has to pull you into it. Uh, but but you, I never hear people say about the Bible, oh, I love the, I hear people say, I used to read the Bible all the time. It used to speak to me, oh, I used to cry when I read. I got a Bible at the house, an old Cambridge Bible, it's got teardrops all over it, man. I keep that Bible so I look at it every now and then and, and say, that's the way I used to be. Why am I that way right now? He said, then I get organized. I'd educate. Uh, he said, I'd have TV overrun with dirtier movies. I'd peddle narcotics to whom I could. I'd sell alcohol to ladies and gentlemen of distinction so it becomes popular. And then they smoke and everything else. I'd tranquilize the rest with pills. So it kind of sounds like today, don't it? Paul Harvey. If I were the devil, I'd soon have families at war with themselves, churches at war with themselves, and a nation at war with themselves until each uh, in its turn was consumed. And with promises of higher ratings, I'd have a mesmerizing media flaming the fans. Let's make it. We don't need police out here. We need to defund the police. I heard somebody say today, well, the police, all the police, the police are just nothing but trouble too. I'm like, no, one out of a million police does something stupid. The rest of them are great people. That's what keeps peace and order in our country. If you didn't have, we wouldn't have a church tonight if it wasn't for that, man. They'd be busting the doors down right now, beating us up. If I were the devil, I would encourage schools to refine young intellects, but neglect to discipline emotions. You know what the problem is? Emotions. We're all emotional. Oh, but the poor, no, no. You think, I like the way the Lord does it. He said, get on the ark. And they didn't. And he shut the door, and they all died. I like Jesus. You say, well, that's Old Testament. Jesus said, let the dead bury the dead. Lord, let me go bury my father, and I'll come and follow you. If anything gets between you and Jesus Christ, you won't follow him. All it takes is something small to get you away for a second, and you're gone. It's over. You can't let none of that do it. Uh, he said, I'd let, I'd let the uh, discipline and the emotions, just let them run wild. Don't ever tell nobody no. You should never tell anybody no because you, 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 who are you? Who made you judge? I'll tell you what. I'll tell you no in a heartbeat. I keep people telling me, quit being a chief. No, I ain't going to quit being a chief. No. I'll tell you no. How about that? You like that? I think if you see something wrong, you ought to say it. The other person may not like it, but hey, do it in grace. Now, let me rephrase all that. Do it in grace. Don't be afraid to interject something if you think the Lord is in the thing. Don't be afraid to interject. Because you know what older people are supposed to do? God and direct younger people. Because they don't know. How are they supposed to know? Uh, and before you know it, you'll have drug-sniffing dogs and metal detectors at every schoolhouse door. Oh, guess what? We have that today. The guy was a prophet. He goes, within a decade, I'd have prisons overflowing and judges promoting pornography. Soon... I would evict God from the courthouse and the schoolhouse and from the houses of Congress. In his own churches, I would substitute psychology for religion and defy, uh, defy, science, uh, and defy science. Science is a good thing. The earth isn't flat, by the way. Uh, I'd lure priests and pastors into muse, uh, misusing boys and girls and church money. Guess what? That's pretty much happening today. If I were the devil, I'd make the symbol of an Easter egg Jesus. Easter, an egg. And the symbol of Christmas, a bottle. If I were the devil, I would take uh, from those who have, and I would give to those who wanted. <laughs> Until I had killed the incentive of the ambition. I heard today they couldn't get nobody to work. Airlines, at one time, Tim was talking about that. Airlines, you want to be in air, air, working airlines, right? They said airlines right now is begging for people to come to work, and they can't find people to work. Airlines can't find people to work. You know what it is? The, we, we removed the incentive. We had them all working, man. Now they don't want to work no more. And what, and what will you bet I couldn't get the, uh, the whole states to promote gambling as a way to get rich? Some people think the casino up here on Woodman is, is a great thing, on, on uh, Needmore. It's a great thing. No, it isn't. It's just a place to draw people in and mess them up. I would caution against extremes in hard work. Now, you can't. Man, I got in the Navy, and we could yell at each other. Man, I had senior chiefs and master chiefs, and, and, and I mean, they'd yell at us. Marines tell you if you don't get down, I'm going to hit you with my gun, knock you down. And if you don't get down, then I'll, I'll shoot you. I think they actually would. When they call general quarters on a ship, you hit the deck, man. Intruder alert. Intruder alert. When they said intruder alert, you better hit the deck. 
Because those Marines are coming out with guns and they're going to be cocked and loaded and they're going to be looking for somebody moving and if you're the one moving, they're going to shoot you. Well, you can't do that today because, you know, it's, we, we, we're just not like that anymore. We're all soft and gentle and, and everybody just, you know, phooey, phooey, shoot them. You say, oh, that's mean. That's not mean. That's protecting your country. That's what they were doing. That's what protection is, by the way. It's kind of hard. Well, you got to tell you what, you know what protection is? In about seven years from the rapture, the Lord's coming back on a horse. And he's going to wipe everybody out. If you're out in front of him, pity, pity, pity you. I know none of you all, because you all got a, a, uh, halos over your head. But he is not going to be concerned about any one person. You know what our problem is? We're emotionally concerned about people. If you're really that concerned, are you telling them about Jesus? you tell them about heaven and hell? Are you telling them that there's a, a place out there they're going to go? And, and are you concerned so much that a tear may be dripping down your face when you do it? Or are you just concerned that God's going to do it somewhere and he's a mean God? I'm sick of that stuff. I would convince the young that marriage is old-fashioned. No, it's not. I think it's the greatest thing in the world, man. A good old-fashioned marriage is the best thing that will ever happen to a guy and a woman. You know what the problem is? We think this world has something else out there, and we're missing something. You're not missing a thing out of this world. Uh, he said, I would convince young that marriage is old-fashioned, uh, that swinging is more fun, that going to the bar after night, after night, after night, after night. That's what you would see on TV. It, that, that's exactly what. You watch TV, and you think the world's that way. Uh, and thus, I could undress you in public. That means, like, no clothes. Go down and be... Uh, I can't even go to the beaches hardly. If I did, my wife would be yelling at me because she would be with me and she'd tell me we couldn't be there. And then she'd be yelling at me because they were in whatever they're in. It's not my fault, but you're looking. No, I'm, I'm out. Let's go. Let's go. I go into stores because of her and I'll see something. I'll turn my head that way. And they'll, I'm like, you know, it's over there too. Oh, no. The only thing you do is look on the ceiling and you walk and just hope your wife is guiding you through the store that you don't fall. He said, and thus I would undress you in public, and I could lure you into bed with diseases for which there is no cure. Paul Hardy. I'm done. In other words, if I were Satan, I'd just keep doing what he's doing. Paul Harvey, good day. Brother, Paul was sitting there, got locked up, thrown in a prison cell. Didn't really know why. He goes, all I was going to do is pray. He says, as a matter of fact, since that's all I was going to do is pray, I think I'll pray right now. He said, Silas, we missed our prayer service a little while ago, got locked up. Let's start doing it. And the next thing, the whole house came down. And who knows how many people were converted that night. Uh, I know that it says the jailer and his family was converted, and they went out and baptized them. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if some of the prisoners in there got saved. It wouldn't surprise me at all. And all of it happened because of a, a wicked devil getting involved in a Christian's life, a man's life, and him taking that, and the rest of it is history. Just because a bad thing happened don't mean it's always bad. Sometimes it's good. We look at stuff all over the world. God could be doing stuff in different countries all over the world to get those people to turn their hearts around. They have been given the gospel for year after year. They, a lot of people, you know what? We have been given the gospel too. And we have been told what to do with what we were given. And he says, I gave everybody the same thing. I gave everybody a pound. What are you doing with your pound? You know, some people can take a pound and turn it into ten. Some people can take a pound and turn it into five. Any one of us should be able to take a pound and turn it into two. But if you hide that thing, one day your Lord is going to look at you and call you a wicked servant. You know what I don't want to do? I, I don't want to ever say, how in the world did I get here? I'm always looking for someplace else to go where the Lord wants me to go. Father, thank you for your blessings tonight. Lord, what a, what a blessing that Paul and, uh, Lord, that girl got the devil... Uh, kicked out of her. My brother Paul and Silas got beat and thrown in prison. Jailer and his family got saved. And Lord, all that stuff is, is just in a day's work that you do. Lord, help us. To, to, the world is all falling apart right now, and everything that pretty much happened to them back there could happen today to us. And Lord, uh, yet we have the Word of God sitting in our hands, and it tells us exactly what to do and what to expect. And Lord, for us not to, not to know what it says and not to understand that that could happen to any one of us at any given time, uh, Lord, our nation is just a couple days away from the same uh, travail going over in, in the uh, Ukraine. It could happen here in just a short time. 
Uh, Lord, uh, if it wasn't for your hand and, and your mercy and your kindness, Lord, uh, our country could be just as bad as anybody else's. But for some reason, Lord, you've allowed us to be here, and Lord, you allowed us to live in this country. Lord, uh, help us to always love what you've done for us and taken care of us, but at any given time know that you could put us in a place uh, that where somebody needs to hear about our precious Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And Lord, at those moments, Lord, I pray that you'd give us what it takes to tell them the truth. Father, again, uh, bless the track ministry as we pass out tracks, the jail ministries, Lord. And Lord, I pray that all the missionaries still working with those uh, men and women over in the Ukraine. Lord, there's even uh, people in Russia getting stuff now, and uh, in the other countries, Lord, is get, still getting stuff. I just pray that your hand uh, continually be unfolding over there, Lord, and, and that uh, souls would come to know our Lord and Savior. And uh, Lord, again, thank you for all your blessings tonight, and Father, praise you, uh, and we'll praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. You want me to do it, or you want to do it? It doesn't matter to me. I'll let you do it. You're used to it.